Welcome into the Wagney Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Colin Garini, joined by my co-host, Nick Musto. Nick, how are we doing on this Friday evening? I'm doing all right. A little disappointed about last night, but we'll get into that in a minute. So you had a full week of work for the first time in quite some time. Is the is the work schedule and the fantasy football schedule getting too much for you right now? Um, no, it's it's it is a, a lot to have to you, you gotta be pe- able to have enough time for everything, but you're like yeah. you're like juggling like two full time jobs right now as a fantasy football owner. I can only imagine how many hours you waste a day on sleeper um checking the waivers and then trade possibilities is that true i'm on it during work almost the entire time i'm a, a multitasker in its finest let's get into i've, I've really one single task I, I don't do much work i just sit on fantasy and offer people trades that get rejected make it too easy looking how did last night go i wasn't able to watch the games um i'm occupied thursday late at night so i never get to watch thursday night football except for maybe the first couple drives, and then the ending of the game. Fill me in on what I missed. Well, you're happy if you're an Eckler owner. Ten targets, nine catches, 55 yards receiving, and then 14 carries on the ground for 39 yards. Um, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire came through again with no touchdown this time. He had four catches, um, 44 yards receiving, and 75 yards rushing. So he did have 15.8 fantasy points without a touchdown. So that's encouraging for a Chiefs or a, a Clyde Edwards-Hilaire owner. But what was not encouraging from the Chiefs is the receivers. It was distributed so in such an odd way. MVS had seven targets, two catches for 13 yards. Juju had three targets in the game with 10 yards. He caught all three of his targets. Nico Hardman, four targets for 49 yards. And I don't even know who this guy was going into the game. Watson, two <laughs> catches for 50 yards and a touchdown. Didn't know that was a Chiefs receiver, but apparently there's a guy named Watson who catches 35-yard touchdowns for Patrick Mahomes. Um, and as a Juju owner, I was extremely disappointed. It almost the Chiefs should not have won this game. Patty should have had like three or four picks. Two of them were called back. Um, one off of a penalty, and the second was a debatable um, interception. It may or may not have touched the ground. I don't think that it did. It was called back. Um, I think it was Asante Samuel on that one. But if those plays go in the Chiefs' favor or in the Chargers' favor, they do not win that game. And I genuinely believe that it was because of the scheme. They did not throw deep. They didn't utilize their receivers. It was pretty much dumped down to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire and Jarrett McKinnon and even short passes to the tight end. Can I, the stop, side, can I stop you right there and okay. ask you, is Jarek McKinnon worth a roster spot? No, he he had six six opportunities. Okay, with a touchdown. I I yeah. wasn't I wasn't sure if his red zone usage was uh, attractive enough to warrant a roster spot. It's weird. Um, I think he's the one who caught the sec or the maybe it was the first touchdown from Patty. Um, great play from Patrick Mahomes. He scrambled to the right and a little s- sidearm. Yep, I I I, I yeah, believe I yeah. watched that highlight. I gotta ask. Um, you were going on to the Chargers side. Is Justin Herbert okay? Um, he, I think what I saw today was he fractured rib cartilage. Rib cartilage. I didn't know you could fracture your rib cartilage, but that's, that's the report. Never heard of her before. 
But um, on the, either. on the Chargers side, so big games for Mike, big Mike. Um, and then yeah. Gerald Everett was Josh Palmer. You know, I saw he found the end zone. Um, first of all, he did came you, through with the touchdown. Did you start him like I recommended? I did not. Ah, uh, and it's it was almost the right decision. Yep. He had three for 15 until the touchdown. So. Yep, it, it was modest production from his end. I wasn't sure if you bit the bullet with him or not. Um, so tell me about the Chargers simply. Well, Justin Herbert throws piss missiles down the center of the field. Absolute dots. He had 334 yards, three touchdowns, 33 for 48 with an interception. Um, the interception was not his fault. Gerald Everett uh, stopped his route and – that was that, a, was that went straight to the rookie. Pick I forget six. his last name. That yeah, was, pick that, six, 99 yards. Yep. I did see that. Yeah. So, that other than that, Herbert looked fantastic. Um, Gerald Everett looked very good, though, other than that one blunder in the end zone where he stopped his route and they intercepted Herbert. He had six for 71. No touch. If you can get a, a tight end off the waivers in most leagues, that'll score. 13 points without a touchdown, you have your tight end for the season, I think. Shout out to Ryan Larson. Um, he helps write Winning with Wagme, our newsletter, which we probably should shout out. Go ahead and subscribe at wagmefantasy.com. But anyways. Your time. Um, yes, exactly. But Gerald Everett was his big deep sleeper at the tight end position for this year. He, in fact, went pretty much all in. He scooped him up in every single draft I shared with him. Um, but so Gerald Everett is a phenomenal sleeper this year at tight end. That's a really great pickup. Um, I'm glad I have a piece of him this year as well. Yeah, I agree. I just think that with any role in this offense, he has the ability to produce. Like there will be down weeks, of course, because he's not the talent tight end that you really want, but he'll get the volume, and that's what you need. Right. Um, why don't we go into injuries for this week? You know, Friday night, so we have a the full week of – the full practice week um, behind us. So we saw players that needed monitored um, DeAndre Swift, Alvin Kamara, some of those. But so now that we see everything, we kind of have a good grasp of who's going to play, who's not going to play first. Let's go through that. So first we had the bucks, pretty much entire offense reaching the injury report this week. All of their wide receivers were on it. Um, Mike Evans, Julio Jones, Chris Godwin pulled up with a hamstring last week. Russell Gage was on there. Brashad Perryman was on there. And additionally, Leonard Fournette made it as well. Um, however, there was news today that all Bucks wide receivers, except for Chris Godwin, will play this Sunday. Leonard Fournette is pulled up with a hamstring injury from their week one win over Dallas. He was spotted working with trainers, looked fine, practiced Thursday. Seems like everybody's going to play except for Godwin. Yeah, Godwin looks like a few weeks. Um, move on to the Colts. Michael Pittman left practice on Wednesday, did not practice Thursday, and he did a walkthrough on Friday. Um, not sure when the injury happened. Um, must have been during practice this week after their game against the Texans on Sunday. Um, are we concerned about Michael Pittman? So head coach Frank Reich, is optimistic that Pitty will play. Um, but it seems like he's truly a game-time decision. Uh, you know, it was Wednesday they believed that he pulled up with – he showed up to practice feeling something that he didn't feel after the game, you know. Um, so they really aren't sure. I'm not sure how passive or aggressive they'll be with their star young wide receiver. And uh, teammate Alec Pierce is out in concussion protocol. So 
there is pressure to get Does Michael. Give a bump up? Sorry. What's, what's that? Does that give a bump up to Paris Campbell? Um, if Michael Pittman's out, then yes, Paris Campbell would be the de facto wide receiver one. Um, you know, it's a favorable matchup with Jacksonville. So potentially, yeah, Paris Campbell could definitely be in your lineup. But I think Michael Pittman, they're going to do everything they can to get him out there. I feel like he'll play Sunday. I'm going to move on to J.K. Dobbins. He logged multiple full practices this week. He's probably active. He's officially listed questionable. Either way, I wouldn't start him in his first week back since, oh, 2020, um, his rookie year. Missed all last season with an ACL, missed week one, recovering from that. I would suggest leaving him out until he, he finds his footing in the offense. I agree. Um, Najee Harris, full participant. Not sure how I feel about this one. Um, if he's out there, I don't expect much because they're going to ease him in slowly. I expect to see a lot of Jalen Warren this week and probably an inefficient Najee. Um, it's hard to run on a broken foot. I know it's not a broken foot, but it's uh, an injured foot. He was pull- um, he was pulled off of the injury report, though, today. Um, he, he was. He's, he's playing Sunday. He's ready to go. There's no way you can sit Najee Harris um, if he's healthy. You can't, but I would maybe make um, some changes to your lineup, maybe in your flex if you have two options, one's more consistent, like, I don't know, like a Ramondre Stevenson who's going to get you 12 points, or you have like a K.J. Osborne who could have like a 20-point week out of nowhere. You might want to play for some volatility this week if you're a Najee owner, just because I would expect lower volume and lower efficiency for him just this first week off the injury. He didn't look good last week, and his injury does scare me long-term. Um, I feel like, however, he's not handcuffable. You know, Jalen Warren's not going to do what Najee Harris does. No, I agree. T. Higgins. So he is back. Well, he's questionable officially. He was listed as questionable, as I said. I'm sorry. I'm getting caught up in my notes. But anyways, he had an absence Thursday due to his father's funeral, unrelated to his concussion. He practiced Friday. It, it, it looks like he's going to play this weekend. Okay. Uh, Alan Lazard, ankle injury, practiced three straight days. Looks like Alan Lazard, the Lizard King, will be back for week two, and Rodgers will finally have a receiver with two full hands to throw the ball to. He's There's a dire need for him in this offense. Yeah. Um, they they definitely need a, desperately need a wide receiver one, and he's going to fill that. I'm glad I have him in my lineup. Going across in the division, DeAndre Swift, he returned to practice Friday. He missed Wednesday and Thursday. He's officially questionable. Um, you know, you're never going to have a fully healthy DeAndre Swift. I feel like he'll play, but, again, it's just something to monitor heading into Sunday. Kamara, rib injury, um, present for Thursday, but didn't practice and left practice on Wednesday. How do we feel about Kamara right now? It's up in the air. Uh, it's a big game though against Tampa Bay. I do. He was present Friday. Um, I do believe he's going to play, but it could be another slow day in the office for him falling week one. Yeah, I'd be nervous, especially against the Bucks this week with one of the best run defenses in the NFL. They have. I mean, you can't bench Kamara, but New you kind of want to bench Kamara. New Orleans has Tampa Bay's number. They're 4-0 against Tom Brady in the regular season. Um, so it, 
You know, if Kamara's in, you definitely can't sit him, like you said. Michael Gallup, he will not play. He's in the quote-unquote final stages of his recovery from his season-ending season knee injury. All right. George Kittle, uh, groin, unlikely, but has unlikely G- – Sorry. <laughs> game time decision. He is a game time, game time decision. decision. He hasn't practiced. Right. Well, he practiced today. Other than that, didn't appear throughout. Kyle Shanahan speaks highly of him, says he looked awesome. I'm not expecting it, though. It's going to be a wet game against Seattle. I feel like uh, it's wise to sit him here. Yeah, even then, I don't expect much from the Trey Lance run offense to support George Kittle throughout the entire season. Like, he'll have his game just like Debo and Ayuk. They'll each have big games, but it's going to be very inconsistent with an inconsistent quarterback. I agree. Christian McCaffrey, he took an off day Wednesday. It's probably He's probably playing. Um, couldn't really find any concern over an injury with him. It's going to be a routine veteran off day uh, Wednesdays for him. So he's he's fine heading into Sunday. Mac Jones practicing. He looks healthy. I hope he's not in any of your lineups, but he should be playing this weekend against Pittsburgh. Amari Cooper, like Christian McCaffrey, he took a veteran day Wednesday. He should be good to go for Sunday. All right, Rondale Moore out along with uh, fellow wide receiver Andy Isabella. This Arizona offense does not look good. Um, Dude, how, AJ Green. how – how are they always injured? Last year, that was a whole story. You know, the entire skill set room yeah. was injured. How are they always injured? It's it's insane. I And Zachard's, like, on and off to start the season as well. And D-Hop not there. They're going to be hurting. Um, bad time to own Kyler. However, I'll stick through it. Kenneth Walker, he was a full tar- participant this week. He's going to play in week two. Rookie making his debut. Does that make you any less confident in Rashad Penny heading into week two? Um, No, he's going to be worked in slowly, Walker, that is. But Penny will slowly see less carries, I think, and the injury is inevitable. So I think now's a good time to just consider, look at your bench, consider if Kenneth Walker is worth a pickup if he's on the waivers or worth a very cheap trade. Because he could be a starting running back in an offense that really didn't look that bad against Denver. They look fine. They really did. They were moving the yeah. ball fine against a pretty damn good defense. I want to get into our lineup, a couple of our stardoms, who should I pick, um, questions that we accumulated on our social medias throughout the week. Who should I start, Rashad Penny at San Francisco or Cordero Patterson at Los Angeles Rams? Uh I think it's a no-brainer Cordero right now. Um, San Francisco has a great run defense. This game may be in the favor of Penny. I think they will beat the Niners. But even then, if he's getting an extra five carries and he's averaging two yards a carry against a very good defense, it's not going to really do much for you. On the other hand, Cordero Patterson had – oh, I don't have his stat line in front of me, but it was ridiculous. It's 20. not something you expect from a – 22 for 120-something, a touchdown, three yeah, more catches. A touch. Yeah, like it was, it was a great stat line. Like it's, it's ridiculous how he's doing this as a former kick returner. And I counted him out this year, I'll be honest. Um, have no shares of him. But he he's going to perform again. This offense needs him. Um, 
Marcus Mariota looked his way. I would expect him to be involved in the pass game in the run game again. Okay. Christian Kirk, home against Indianapolis, or Rashad Bateman with a tough matchup against Miami? Ooh, um, I'll take Kirk. Indianapolis defense did not look too great against the Texans, and we could see another close game requiring Kirk to receive a lot of targets. I'm with you there. Okay, so we got a question about streaming tight ends. Well, not really streaming, but just tight ends. <laughs> Zach Ertz at the Raiders, or Robert Tanyan home on Sunday night against Chicago Bears. Okay, so Ertz, I think you're hoping for five for 60, and Tanyan, you're hoping for three for 20 and a touchdown, and I'm going to bet on the Tanyan touchdown. He might even receive more volume than we saw in 2020 when he had his good his breakout season, um, when he had, I think it was nine touchdowns maybe, if you can call that a breakout. Um, but that's what you look for in a tight end. So I'm going to take Tanyan. So will I. I believe Green Bay's going to own Chicago, continue to own them, that is. Um, and Robert Tanyan's one of the few targets there that Aaron Rodgers is going to trust under the lights Sunday. Um, I like Tanyan as well. So this one is a doozy to handle in your brain. Yeah. Uh, flex. So this guy needs a starting flex. He has CD Lamb, so like, on a, any given week, you would figure this is a no-brainer at this point at your flex. CeeDee Lamb, home against Cincinnati. Darnell Mooney at Green Bay on Sunday night. Or Jeff Wilson, home against Seattle. Who would you start in your flex? Uh, I'm going to be honest. It's, it's, so for me, it's between CeeDee and Jeff Wilson. I, I'm not counting on Darnell Mooney. I don't like this offense at all. I don't like Cole Komet. I don't like Dave Montgomery. I don't like Darnell Mooney. It just doesn't look good. Um, Cooper rushed through downfield last season when he played in his start against the Vikings, and he looked good. C.D. Lamb had 116 yards, I think, 126, 116, something like that. Um, he looked fantastic. Although I don't know about Cooper Rush. We only saw it once. Um, and in the last game, he, or in the first game of the season, he did not look good on his 13 pass attempts. Um, Jeff Wilson, however, will get guaranteed touches and you can't guarantee any touches for CD lamb. So I think I'll lean Jeff Wilson here. Okay. Very thorough answer right there. Good, good dive in there. Deep dive. Last one for you. I, I, from coming from me, Ramondre Stevenson at Pittsburgh, Tony Pollard home against Cincinnati and Kenneth Gainwell, home against Minnesota. Who should my starting oh. running back be? <laughs> um, Not starting Pollard. Not starting. I'll go Gainwell. Yeah. Wow, that's a difficult decision. I would. That's a ballsy choice of yours. Uh, I just, What's your choice here? I'm rolling with Ramondre. Um, I, however, I, I really want to start Tony Pollard due to the upside he has. Um, I just feel like there's the least to gain from Gainwell. Do you see what I did there? Um, I think there's a touchdown in Gainwell's um, possible outcomes. I don't see it for Stevenson or Pollard. Zeke looked great, and like Stevenson was the RB3 in week one. I get Ty Montgomery's injured, but still, no. I don't want any part of that Patriots offense. Tough matchups for Stevenson and Pollard. Give me some 
of yours that you accumulated on TikTok and whatnot? Sure. Uh, let's start with Joe Burrow going into Dallas or Trey Lance at home against Seattle. I think Joe's due for a redemption week, although he has a difficult matchup. Trey Lance, I, the weather and conditions, it's not going to be a monsoon like Chicago was, but still going to be pouring. Um, I like Burrow at Dallas in a game that I just simply think they overwhelm the Cowboys. Okay. All right. Pick two here. Daryl Henderson at, um, at home against Atlanta. A.J. Dillon at home against Chicago. Or Chase Edmonds at Baltimore. I would say Edmonds here uh, simply because the matchup's just the most difficult. Baltimore's got a pretty athletic front seven. Uh, Patrick Queens, their middle linebacker, he's one of the best, rangiest linebackers there is. I like Hendo home against Atlanta and Dylan home against Chicago. I feel like both are going to have many opportunities to score, perhaps find the end zone multiple times. Give me Hendo and Dylan this week. All right, thank you. That was from my fantasy lineup. I appreciate it. You're welcome. Um, I, I was also – I wait. I was going to go Dylan and Edmonds. Okay. Start Hendo, bro. All right. Start Hendo. I'll start Hendo. <laughs> um, Robert Tanyan at home against Chicago or TJ Hawkinson at home against Washington? You can't sit TJ Hawkinson if you have him. Um, Tanyan, you know, the upside's there. We were talking about him earlier in a comp. He's got a home match under the lights against uh, a putrid Chicago Bears defense. But you drafted TJ Hawkinson for a reason. He's a great tight end. He had a poor performance week one. Um, but that's just the type of player he is. He's volatile. He's still home against Washington. No starting safeties for them still from last year's unit. Um, I like TJ Hawkinson this week. Okay, so this is more of a prop. It's not really a starter sit because you shouldn't have both these guys on your team. But who outscores who at Houston, Cortland Sutton or Jerry Judy? See, I really want to say CeeDee Lamb. Oh, okay. Sorry. I was looking at your notes above. Oh, my gosh. We, we're just reading everywhere. Um, Judy. I mean, he did it last week. I was the biggest Sutton fan over the offseason. Um, but simply the volume and connection was there with Jerry Judy. Cortland Sutton, things picked I'm up. I'm Sutton, man. I, I want to take him, but uh, Judy impressed me in his first game. I believe both were used pretty equally in that week one um, matchup with Seattle. But give me Jerry Judy, honestly, after seeing them play. I think I think Sutton had one more target. He had a deeper depth of target, and Judy scored on a broken 67-yard touchdown. It was, it was a broken play. So I'm taking Sutton. But – I can understand because of the week one performance. Okay. I'm going to ask, I'm going to ask you this one because I thought this was the one you're leaning into who has a better game. Dalton, Dalton Schultz or CD lamb. I'm going to take Schultz here. And I really don't think it's that close. Schultz more likely to score a touchdown. And just in general, Schultz more of a safe target for Cooper rush. CD had two catches in week one. (laughs) I'm going Schultz. I, it's hard. It's a hard pill for me to swallow, but you're right. Dalton Schultz is the answer here. All right. Um, Julio Jones at New Orleans or DJ Chark at home against Washington? I like Julio if Chris Godwin's not in. Um, yeah, Julio Jones. Okay. I would personally lean DJ Chark, but I understand um, 
the only re- the main reason is because of Tom Brady's struggles against New Orleans, especially at New Orleans. They're still going to um, be throwing it, you know, 45 times a game. Julio's the yeah. de facto wide receiver two right now. Uh, so, yeah, give me Tom Brady's second target. All right, back into that game. Who has the better game for fantasy football, Jameis Winston or Tom Brady? My logic says Tom Brady. Um, my heart. I always Jameis, man. <laughs> my heart says Jameis, but the Buccaneers have an elite defense. So do the Saints, though. Um, so I wouldn't be surprised if neither are a good option this week. I don't think either are a good option. Exactly, and I, I, I'm start, starting Tom Brady in our, in our league, the Wagney War Zone. Um. Okay, last one here. DJ Moore at the Giants or Gabe Davis at home against Tennessee? I think this is a tough question. It is. It's very tough. Uh, however, I'm going to bank on DJ Moore having a solid rebounding for performance. Um, week one was a weird game for Carolina with his first game with Baker Mayfield. I think it's going to go smoother for him. He's the best wide receiver in this offense. By all means, it's not Robbie Anderson. Um, give me DJ Moore in a strong week two performance. The, I'm going Gabe Davis. Um, I hope he scored you're right. in the last six games he's played, but I, I it, it's just so weird because Gabe Davis was taken like on average two to three rounds further back than DJ Moore, and that's like where we're at in week two already. Are you I, kidding me? I know fantasy football is crazy. It's silly, honestly. Yeah, it's silly how uh, quickly the value gets distorted from how you thought it would play out. All right, Nick, we're wrapping up. This is probably our last update heading into Sunday. However, we'll be fielding questions on our socials all Sunday morning. If you have a last-minute lineup question, please do not hesitate. Send that to us. Uh, We'll be watching from our couches to yours. Nick, do you have any closing remarks for our fans? Um. Be scared if you have Aaron Jones or A.J. Dillon. One of them's going to bust this week. That's it. Aaron Jones is going to explode for 43 points, stay on his average. Week two. Week yep. two Aaron Jones. Week two Aaron Jones is a different breed of human. <laughs> Let's manifest that, baby. All right, guys. Follow us on our socials, Twitter, TikTok, Facebook, YouTube, at WagMeFantasy. Don't forget, subscribe to our newsletter, Winning with WagMe, at WagMeFantasy.com. We are out of here. Good luck this week, fellas. We'll see you next time.